this week on the Fountains Fellowship Fort Worth, the podcast. Pastor Samuel drops the third message of the Life With series, this one all about prayer. All relationships in our lives require communication to remain healthy, and prayer is our main line of communication for our most important bond, our relationship with God. Let's listen in as Pastor Samuel gives us week three of Life With. Amen. Good morning. So happy that you are here this morning. We are very excited that you got up this morning and came to church. We, uh, we have some amazing things that the Lord is doing in our church, but the coolest thing uh, is that he's doing great things in your life. And uh, friends, I, I get to rest at night knowing that God's working in you and through you to produce great things. And so I'm really proud of you. Is that okay to say? Yes. I'm proud of you. I've got some introductory things to say this morning in week three of our Life With series. God's been speaking to us a lot, and I'll recap a few of those things in a moment. But before we get started, we've got uh, a few guests here this morning, all the way from the uh, great city of San Antonio, Texas. Uh, Hang on, let me me introduce you. I know you love San Antonio, SeaWorld. Yeah, okay, good. Um, uh, Yeah, praise God. Uh, but Ted and Anna Thevis, we've known them, I mean, ever since I was just a little kid. They are here to see you all, to see what God is doing here in Fort Worth, and they have said yes to starting a church in San Antonio. And uh, amen, we need more churches, praise God. And so they are here, they brought all 12 of their children, no, I'm just kidding, they're, they're four of them, Right. And, uh, and so they are here. Can you guys just stand up and give a wave? I just want you guys to see this beautiful couple this morning. And uh, their parents are here, Pete and Rosalind. They're, they're awesome. And uh, we're so thankful that they are here. And then also Michelle and Tom, where are you at? They're here as well. They're part of their launch team. Michelle's with the kids, I imagine. And let's give them a hand clap as well. And so they came yesterday to help us set up. Hey, Amen. I put them to work. Isn't that, what, isn't that what church planting is all about? So we're so glad that they're here. I know that they've preached here about six months ago. Ted did, did a masterful job. And so if, if, uh, when church is over today, make sure you go up and greet them and welcome them. Can you do that? Everybody say okay. okay. Also, quick uh, housekeeping for you. We are in our forward campaign. A month ago, we had a time where we gave uh, to this forward campaign. And uh, every week we have decided as a church to not only give our tithes and offerings, but to give 3% over and above our tithes and offerings and designate that in our giving to the Forward Campaign, which is our new building that we're going to be in hopefully in August or early September. And uh, just so you know, quick, quickly, we have raised over $56,000 for this campaign. And it was so cool. I took LifeShare Church, which is Ted and Anna's new church. I took them over to Life Church yesterday while they had one of their services. And they welcomed us in and said, hey, I remember you guys, and took us around and just was really hospitable to us. And they are very excited that we are all going to that new building. So I'm just blessed 
that we are all moving and taking our next step to reach Fort Worth and the surrounding communities in a great way. So I want to thank you for being faithful to that. Uh, make sure you fill out your little forward card uh, in giving and put that in the, the back when you are finished today. And God is con- con- going to continue to bless it. And uh, Life, Life Church has excited us about us being there, and I'm excited to be heading in that direction. Amen? Let's pray really quick. Can we do this? Father, we honor you. We love you. We are so thankful for the moments that we have together. Lord, we're excited about what you're doing in our hearts. I pray that you would speak to us a word that is clear, that is understandable, that is easy, Lord, not only to hear, but to actually put to practice in our lives to produce amazing fruit and lives in the people around us. God, thank you for using us. We receive your word now, Lord, and I pray that, that, that it would revolutionize our lives. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Everybody said. Amen. Hey, uh, quickly, let me give you a recap. We are in a series called Life With. We've got uh, three weeks, including today, uh, where we're going to be talking about this, this issue and idea of living life with God. Now, we talked about over the past two weeks uh, other ways that we tend to relate to Jesus in. And some of those ways is, is uh, an attitude of life from. Like, God, we know he exists we know he's a good God, and we go to him whenever we want something from him. It's this issue of always relating to our Heavenly Father when we need something. Now, we talked about that's not a great way to relate to God. The second way we talked about is life over God. That's where we know everything about God. We've got him all figured out, and, and we have this, this attitude like we want to control God and that we know everything he's going to do, and God lives in the box that we live in, and, and we've got them all figured out. The third way we talked about is life under God, and that's where we become very legalistic, and we try to work our way into the good graces of our Heavenly Father. It's a very difficult way to live, which we, we've discussed, because it's all based on rules. It's all based on if you and I do the right things, that our Heavenly Father is going to love us and accept us into his kingdom. It's a very difficult thing. And then the, the, the reality is that Jesus really wants us to live life with him from moment to moment, never living life with him so that he will love us, but understanding that he deeply loves us and he cares for us. And there's nothing we can do to, to, to lose that love that he has for us uh, in his heart. And for you and I to live moment to moment and to moment with Jesus. And today we're going to talk about a rhythm that I believe, some people call it discipline, but I believe there are rhythms that you and I can begin to implement in our lives, not so that Jesus will love us, but so that because of his great love for us, we can know him more and more from day to day. We can understand why he does what he does. We can begin to say yes to him because we know him intimately. And so, friends, today we're going to talk about a rhythm that I want you to apply to your life. And, friends, this is something that I believe a lot of us struggle with, uh, this concept this morning. And my prayer is by the time we're finished this morning that you and I will understand and we'll take all the mystery out of it and just begin to live moment and moment with Jesus because he has a great plan for our lives. Did you know that he wants us to engage with him? He wants us to spend time with him. And so today we're going to talk about something called prayer. I want you to say prayer. Now, whenever I say prayer, uh, in my own life, I've had some difficulties and struggle with this idea of prayer. 
Because a lot of times I don't think that I'm a very good prayer. Like I struggle with a lot of the things of how do I relate to God? How do I communicate with God? How do I have a relationship with Jesus that is, that is, that is whole, that is pleasing, that is life-giving and life-bringing? And, and, and I would struggle with, with all of the, where do I start? How do I do this? Um, I, you know, I am ADHDDHD because like I'll start to pray and all of a sudden something will come into my mind and I'll move right off of it, right? For some of us, I'll start praying at night before I go to bed and I will wake up in the morning and say, amen. Like, yeah, I'm a horrible person, right? And, and, and so I, sometimes I feel confused. Like, what do I say to a, 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 the great God of the universe? Like, can I even go to him? Can I even talk to him? I have some pictures of these babies that I wanted to show you because I think for a lot of people, when you talk about prayer, you, you, show, you, you show what it should look like, and then reality sets in, and this is what it looks like. Come on, throw these up there. So the first top section is the joy of this beautiful picture, and everybody wants to emulate that or copy that, but the bottom of when you actually take your kids, to take pictures of the joy, they're crying, right? Has anybody ever, you know, like this is kind of prayer, the next pic, come on. Um, and, and this is the beautiful little baby and the cat, but this is the reality, right? Right below that. This is the reality of, of our prayer life. Next pic, come on now. And, uh, and so this is the beautiful picture under the blanket, but this is me, right? When it comes to prayer. I'm like, man, I don't understand it. I don't get it. Next pic. And, uh, and so this one is this beautiful baby. And this is me, my wrinkly face. Like, I can't do it right. The next pic. And, uh, and this is my favorite one. This is a cute little baby on the top, but this is straight up me at night when I'm starting to pray. Like, my hands are to the side. My face is in the pillow, right? And, like, I just I can't understand. I can't get it right. And listen, I, I want you to understand this morning that prayer is an approach to God. It is our communication with God, and it doesn't look pretty all the time. There are moments that I will go to God and say, God, why is this happening? What is going on? And maybe we go to God and confess some things that we're struggling with. And there are moments of that. And God's not afraid of our confession because he knows, because he's there with us every moment of the day, living life with us. And and I want to tell you, this, this issue of prayer is not only our communication, but it's our personal language to Jesus. It's our personal language to God. And it's so important that we understand how to do this. We understand how this rhythm of life actually works so that we can live moment to moment with Jesus. Let me ask you this question. When is the last time that you really sat down and had a real conversation with God? When is the last time you spoke spoke to Jesus and you just talked to him? And you allowed him to speak to you. You allowed him to come into your situation and begin to shed some light on it. To teach you some things. To grow with you and live life life moment to moment. Listen, prayer is communication. And any important relationship demands communication. Demands communication. My wife and I, it is very important that when I get home from work, I come home and communicate with her. and, And her with me. And sometimes we communicate differently. But it's important that we continue to come together on a daily basis. Why? Because our relationship demands communication in order for it to grow. You know, the first thing the enemy wants, the enemy wants to do in your life is destroy the communication you have to your spouse. If he can turn off that faucet in your life, 
He can come in and bring division and separation into your marriage. Same way with your children. He can come in and divide you. Same way with your coworkers, your boss, the people that you live life with. The enemy can come in and do that on a regular basis. And what I want to tell you is that prayer can be so many different things. Prayer can be just a walk in the park where you're just talking, walking, enjoying exercise. You can actually go to the mall and mall walk and be with Jesus and communicate to him on a regular basis. Amen, mom and dad? You can actually kneel inside at your bed, right, and kneel before God. That's okay, right? You can go outside. You can look up. Sometimes you'll laugh. Sometimes you'll cry. Sometimes there will be emotional moments with your heavenly father. But as you communicate with him and he communicates with you, you begin to know Jesus like never before. It doesn't have to be mysterious. It doesn't have to be weird. You know, a lot of times in the church, people will come to me and say, Pastor, pray for me. And, and, and I love to do that. That's my role, to come and pray for you in your life and believe that God's going to do great things in you. But friends, you have that same connection to your heavenly Father. You don't have to come to me. You have a direct link to your heavenly Father that just wants to know you. And for you to get to know him, prayer must be intentional because communication is the the decision to make an important relationship remain important. An important relationship remaining important, important. Communication is a decision that you and I make every day. Are we going to communicate with our heavenly father? Are we going to communicate with the people that are around us? Are we going to communicate with our children? Listen, friends, you communicate every day, all day long. You get on Instagram and and post all kinds of things. You get on Facebook. I know you get on Facebook because I see all of your posts. You are communicating day in and day out with people you don't even know. I know that you and I love to communicate. Some of you communicate by not communicating right? There are things that you say and that you don't say, and we have to just read between the lines. But friends, it's a decision to make important relationships remain important. And this is what Jesus wants for us, is for that relationship to be the most important relationship in the world around us. Now listen, prayer is our avenue, our rhythm to have life with God. It doesn't have to be formal. It doesn't have to be you only pray on a Sunday morning for an hour, It doesn't have to be this specified time of the day. It doesn't have to be a certain place. It just needs to be a time where you come to God and just communicate because you love him and because he loves you and because you want to know him more. Life with God begins with God. Did you know God created this world? God created each and every one of us. God is the beginning. God God was was way before you and will stay way beyond you and I on this earth and will live for eternity. Don't you think that God loves you and wants to be with you? And the problem sometimes, friends, is when we we relate to God, we feel like we don't know what to say. For some of us, we feel like God is disappointed in us. We come before God and we say, God, you don't even... I know you feel horrible about me because of the things that I've done. And that disappointment will lead us to separate ourselves from Jesus. That's the last thing that we need to do because our heavenly father will run to the ends of the earth to reach you 
There's no place that you can get away from Jesus. He will continue to, to search after you and run after you. Don't be afraid of God. Don't be afraid of Jesus. He really deeply loves you. I don't ever want my children to be afraid of me because of something that they've done wrong. I want them to come to me knowing that I will wrap my loving arms around them and work them through all of those issues, all of those disappointments, all of those things that they feel internally. You know, today I wanted to use this analogy this morning um, because I want to relay this message and this idea of prayer and what it looks like. So this is a beautiful dinner table. And a lot of times I will meet with my wife. We have a date night every Friday night, if you didn't know. Don't call me on Friday night. Dane, don't call me on Friday night. And, uh, and uh, so we sit down and we have dinner together, right? And it's so cool because we're sitting down in this beautiful restaurant. And the goal is to not talk to children, but just to talk to an adult, right? And talk about life talk about each other and we sit down and there's beautiful flowers and we have the waiter and the waiter comes up from time to time and, and, and gives us uh, you know, more drink or maybe, maybe the soup, it gets cold and we say, hey, hey waiter, can you go heat this up for us? And, 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 and he's pretty good to kind of do whatever, but th- we're in a restaurant and there's people and there's tables and there's all kinds of things going on and, and my focus is on my wife. My focus is on looking at her and her beautiful eyes that God created her to be. And I get to look and I get to talk to her. And we talk about you. We talk about our kids. We talk about the relationships. We talk about the things that have happened during the day. And, 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 and it's so great because I don't care what's going on because God has blessed me with this beautiful gift called my wife. And I want to spend every moment with her. And we talk about things that sometimes we make fun of each other. Anybody? And uh, we, we have fun and we laugh, and we get to, to know each other, and the waiter's just kind of a, a bystander, and he comes up and helps us, and, and at the end of our meal, after we've, we've talked, and I feel like, wow, baby, I know you like never before, and, and even though sometimes we argue, anybody ever go to dinner, and all of a sudden, you're like, oh my gosh, uh, this, what, this wasn't what it looked like, but, but that's okay, because we work it out, we love each other, and we get through it, and by the time that we're done, we say thank you to the waiter, we, we tip him, and, and we give him a track, right, and we, uh, a gospel track, and, and, no, don't ever do that, right? Give him money, him or her money, right? The, the, and a track, right, Dad? And a track, right? Jesus loves you, right? But tip them outstanding, everybody, okay? We're big tippers in this church, praise God. And, and by the time we're done, you know, we stand up, friends, and we walk outside holding hands. And, and I don't know about you, but I'm weird because just holding my, wife, my wife's hand just does something inside of me, right? I don't even want to tell you. But, but it's awesome. And, and, and we, we walk together. And I'm telling you, friends, just the moments together with my wife is like our prayer time with Jesus. It's this understanding and this reality that, that Jesus just wants to spend moment to, to moment with us. And he's desiring this communication, this time where we talk about anything and everything. And the cool thing is I've learned that the, the, the less I talk and the more that I listen to my wife, the better it is. It's taken me 18 years. And I still talk too much, right? Amen, somebody. And, and, and I want to tell you, Jesus really wants that intimacy with us. He desires that. And it doesn't have to be some, some, some you know, religious activity. It just needs to be day to day 
We, we want to be, and even though there's distractions, even in the restaurant there's distractions, even in life there are distractions, but friends, when we are focused on that relationship, all those distractions just roll right off of our backs because of the relationship and the love that we have. This is what prayer can be between you and your heavenly Father, engaging one another, living life moment to moment in meaningful conversation. You know, let me give you a different picture of this dinner table, because I believe for a lot of us, we come to God in a different way. And, and, and let, me, let me tell you this here. Let's picture I'm at the dinner table again, and I'm here, and I'm at this beautiful restaurant with all of these people. And, and the crazy thing about it is there are two differences to this table that I want you to understand that I want to illustrate for you today. Because for a lot of people, we sit at this table and instead of God being across from us and us relating and experiencing, growing and hearing Jesus and listening to who he is and getting to know him, what happens is Jesus is now the waiter. And every time Jesus comes up, the waiter comes up, we treat the waiter like a waiter. Hey God, will you go ahead and get me this? Hey, waiter, I, I, need, I need another refill on my drink, right? Hey, hey, waiter, my food is cold. Can you please go back to the kitchen and tell them they messed up and, and I am upset because you didn't give me what I asked you to give me. And, 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 and the, the waiter comes and is just trying to spend, be there to help and do everything we can. And, and the waiter's there. And the interesting thing, friends, is that the person sitting across the table in a lot of our conversations is ourselves. And we come to the table and we begin to spend time with ourselves. And we talk about ourselves. And we tell the waiter how we don't like this and how we don't like that. And, or, or maybe we do like that. And we say, hey, thank you, waiter, for that. But the whole relationship is about you working with you. And the person that you and I get so wrapped up in is ourselves. And, and we're so absorbed with ourselves. We talk about our attitudes, our moods, our things that have happened. And we go to God and we fill his ear with all the things that were going on in our lives on a consistent basis. And listen, don't, don't, that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to speak to God about the deep desires in your heart. But if that is all that it is about, you will find there is no real relationship to Jesus because all that you've done to the waiter is told him what you like and what you don't like. And friends, I want to tell you so often our prayer life is just this mental game that we play with ourselves. And, and this is where we fault because, listen, we are aware of him, but we're not asking him what he thinks. We're not actually communicating with God. We're just telling him about ourselves. Listen, friends, do you know that he knows you already? Did you know that he lives life with you every second of the day and he knows everything about you? So while it's good to confess and repent and talk to God, it's more important that instead of talking about yourself, you just listen to Jesus. You allow him to speak into your life. You allow him to speak soft words into your spirit. You allow him in that relationship to pour out into you to produce great things. So a lot of times we're not communicating with him. I want to encourage you this morning that in that relationship, 
Too often we walk away from a date with ourselves and we wonder, where is God in my life? We sit there, we pray, and we're like, God, do this, do that. We need you here, we need you that. Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? And we walk away, and we don't feel God. We don't feel more connected to our Heavenly Father. And I want to tell you, it all starts and begins with you understanding Jesus wants to pour into you. He wants to speak life into you. He wants to speak his word of God, the roadmap to life, into your life. Friends, if you are dry and you are worn out and you are worried and you've tried to talk to God, maybe you need to realize that you need to talk less and listen more to our Heavenly Father. Because then you'll know him. You'll know when something comes into your life what to do. Why? Because you've spent time with him. You've just communicated from moment to moment to moment. And, and you, you, you'll, you'll be able to grow in your relationship. Listen, prayer keeps God at the center of our lives. Prayer, real prayer, real communication, real understanding. Friends, it's not hard. It's just like speaking to your children, to your wife, to your coworkers, to the people. It's not flashy. It doesn't have to be some super spiritual thing. Prayer with God, not a date with myself kind of prayer, keeps him at the center of my life. God, it begins with you. Listen to this scripture. 1 Peter 5, 7, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. He cares about you. We must sit and say, God, what do you think about this situation? What do you think about what I'm involved in? What do you think about this situation that I'm in? I need your wisdom. I need your thoughts on this. If we can begin to do that, friends, it'll revolutionize our relationship with Jesus. Not because we have to, but because he deeply desires to know us and to speak into us and to help us and to communicate with us all that we need to get through Monday through Saturday. I want to encourage you. Jesus understands that you and I are going to struggle with this. And so in the word of God, I want to give you a quick scriptures here as we close today. Jesus knew that we were going to struggle with this. He knew it. And so in his word, he wanted to communicate these ideas to you. He says here in Matthew 6, 6, he says, but when you pray, go and go away by yourself. Get away by yourself. See, Jesus is speaking a bunch of little sermonettes to all of these people. And he wants to bottom line this issue of prayer and communicating with him. And he does it in such a simple fashion. He says here, I want you to go away by yourself. Last week, we talked about the Pharisee, that when he prayed, he stood up in front of everybody and shouted about all of the sinners and the horrible people and the tax collectors that were around him. And he told everybody how great he was and how he prayed every day and read the word of God every day and did all of these things. Listen, there's a reason why Jesus says, get away by yourself. He says, shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. The reason why he says that, friends, is so that you and I can get away and we can set aside the facade and, and, and set aside the mask that a lot of us wear from time to time when we go to God, thinking that he doesn't know what's going on. We can lay that down and just get alone 
listening to Jesus, allowing him to speak to us, and us responding to him with the right heart and the right attitude. Shut the door behind you. Matthew 6, 6 says, Then your Father who sees everything will reward you. Friends, do you know that your Heavenly Father wants to bless your life? He wants to speak to you all the things that you need for success in Jesus. And the more that you spend time listening to Jesus, the more you will be like him. The more that you will know what he's going to do and what he's going to say. You'll be completing his sentences to you. You'll be quoting scripture. And listen to what he says next. When you pray, don't dabble on and on as Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. A very religious spirit. But he says, don't be like them. For your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. And so Jesus then goes on to this prayer called the Lord's Prayer. And, and he talks about how and the ideas and the themes. Now, what I would say to you in this moment is that it's not about praying these prayers consistently every day. It's not a religious thing. It's us coming to Jesus and talking to him and allowing him to talk to us. And so he says here, pray like this, our father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. And I love what the message Bible says. The message Bible says, reveal who you are. It's coming to Jesus and saying, Jesus, reveal who you are. Tell me who you are. Show me what kind of a father you are. Show me how you would respond in situations. Lord, I will lean into you and trust you to speak to me in those, in those intimate moments where you are praying together. He says here in verse 10, may your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The message Bible says this, set the world right. Set it right. Now for us, that's difficult because what we do is we go to God and say, God, set the world right. There's a lot of messed up people. And as long as it's not about us, that's great. Hey, set my neighbor right because he's a knucklehead, right? Hey, set my wife right, because you and I both know she's wrong. Right? Like we have this attitude, Lord, set our kids right. You know, set all these crazy people right. What if we went to God and said, God, you're telling, I'm asking you to set the world right, but more importantly, I'm asking you to set me right. See, this is an attitude of somebody that has sacrifice somebody that has got on their hands and knees and said God I need you to show me the way I need you to speak life into me because I can't do it on my on my own that's somebody that 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 comes to God with a heart that says Lord Jesus I need you every day of my life and I'll be flexible to hear to listen and to respond in the way that you want me to respond set the world right. And he says here, give us today the food that we need and forgive our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. See, Jesus is saying here, unforgiveness is a very difficult thing. And the enemy wants to come in and breed unforgiveness in our heart and destroy all of our earthly relationships and destroy all of our heavenly relationships. Because when you have unforgiveness in your heart, it stops you up. 
so that every nothing comes in and nothing goes out. And all of a sudden, you become this barren, worn out, tired person that bites everybody, that hurts everybody, that causes problems because unforgiveness has stopped us up in a way that we can't grow, we can't learn, we can't be flexible. This is what we always encourage couples. We got to deal with the unforgiveness first. Why? Because unforgiveness will create a barricade of bitterness that will eventually eat our lives literally to death. This is why Jesus says pray like this. There are some of us that got to go to God and say, God, we, we're messed up. We, we've done some things. We've been involved in some things, God, that we know you don't like. And God, I'm coming to you and repenting. I'm saying, Lord, I need you to heal my heart. And our friends, God will be faithful to come in and heal your heart because he's a loving father. It says, don't let us us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. And I love the Message Bible because the Message Bible says, keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. For a lot of us, we wrestle more with ourselves than we do the devil. And we give the devil way too much credit. That devil made me do it. Really? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I wrestle with myself. Like, Sam, you know that was all you. Don't give anybody else the credit for you being a knucklehead. This is what what the Bible is telling us here, that we need to come to God and say, keep us safe from ourselves and from the devil, because I am more dangerous than the devil to myself. And listen to this, prayer does three things in our lives that you and I need today. Prayer can change our priorities. All of a sudden, as we begin to speak to God and God begins to speak into us, and we begin every day to put God first in our relationship from moment to moment, all of a sudden, our priorities begin to change and they look more like Jesus's priorities. All of a sudden, it's not hard to get up on Sunday morning. All of a sudden, it's not hard to honor people around you. All of a sudden, it's easier to love your enemies than to hate them. Why? Because you have spent time listening and hearing and and allowing God to change you from the inside out. Number two, prayer changes our view. It changes our viewpoint. Now, when we used to bite everybody and fight everybody and, and talk bad about everybody, all of a sudden Jesus is beginning to change our view and all of a sudden we're beginning to see like Jesus. It's crazy. And, 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 and when, when we have this moment of, 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 of emotion, we stop because the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. And Jesus has begun to work in us to produce good fruit. And all of a sudden, when we, when we used to produce hate and, and, and envy and strife and discouragement, now we're producing love and kindness and grace and mercy. And all of a sudden, our view begins to change that we were created for more, that we were created on purpose and for a purpose. And number three, prayer changes our hope. People that come to church, people that you work with every day are hopeless. They have no hope in their relationships. They have no hope in their bank account. They have no hope in their job. In fact, all that hope is gone and is replaced with fear and discouragement and worry. And all they see is that they're drowning in debt and discouragement. This is the world we live in, friends. But you and I, when we live moment to moment in our communication, in our prayer to Jesus, he begins to produce hope like never before, friends. 
This is why we're here today, because we find hope in a real heavenly father that isn't some distant person, but is somebody that wants to intimately know me because he loves me, because he created me for good works. Friends, I'm blown away that I get to sit down at a table, not only with Jesus, but with my wife, with my kids, with the church people, with lost sinners that are destined for hell. And I get to have an opportunity to bring them to hope and encouragement in Jesus. Let's, 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 let's walk out of here today and not make life hard. Let's walk out of here today and go, God, I'm just going to spend moment to moment with you. I'm going to forget about trying to come at you like I'm bigger and better than everybody else. I'm just going to come at you like I'm a real person in need of a real Savior. Friends, I've gone long today, but I don't care. Let us us shut our eyes this morning. Can you bow your heads with me today as we pray, as as we communicate to Jesus this morning? You know, for some of you this morning, you've never received Jesus into your life. And you've come in this morning, you're hopeless, you're discouraged, you're down, you've been beat up by life. And today, God has spoken to you about the simplicity of just hearing and relating to Jesus and allowing him to grow you, to teach you, to train you, to pour out love to you. If you're here and you've never received Jesus, we're going to pray a prayer together collectively, all of us. And after that, I'm going to pray another prayer for you. And then my wife's going to come up, give you some announcements. And you're going to run out of here with a new perspective on communicating and praying with Jesus on a, on a, on a regular basis. You know, Jesus, God sent Jesus to come and die on the cross and to be resurrected three days later to bring us life. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. But God gives us this free gift of eternal life, not on our own. We didn't deserve it. We didn't do anything for it. But because of the goodness of God and his love for you and I, he provided a way for us to now be counted righteous and live in eternity with Jesus. But it starts with you saying yes to Jesus and no to everything. This prayer, we pray that you would stop by the first steps table, grab a Bible, fill out a connection card and put on there, I received Jesus today. Maybe you haven't done it in a while and you feel lost in a way. Today is a new day for you. I want you to pray it for the first time this Sunday morning. Even if you've done it in the past, this is your opportunity. I want you to repeat after me. Say, dear God, I believe there's a heaven. I believe there is a hell. I believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose again to save me from my sins and save me from hell. I know that I'm a sinner and that I've hurt you and I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Jesus, I ask you to come into my life and save my soul. I put my trust in you and my faith in you. Your name we pray. Amen. I want to pray for those of you in this last moment together that have really been struggling and that have been so focused on your situation that every time you go to God, you just tell him all about yourself. And for a lot of you, you sit down and you you, you sit at this table and, and you talk about yourself. You talk about all the things that are going on, but you have not taken the next step to just listen. 
I want to pray that today this will be so solidified in your heart that you will just live every day. You'll wake up in the morning and say, God, use me today. God, what do you want from me today? What do you want me to do in my practice, at my job, in my company, at my school? Who do you want me to minister to? Who do you want me to love? Because the life of a Christian means that you are a Christ follower. That means that you follow Jesus and you do what he has designed you to do. And so as you bow your head, I want to pray for you that God would so allow you to understand and see that he has done all the work that this was his idea. And if you and I would just take a step in his direction, he would be faithful to fill our lives with amazing things and use us in amazing ways. I want you to get busy as your pastor, loving people, investing in people, inviting people to church, being excited about what God is doing in your life and just sharing the good news to people. But it begins with knowing God and communicating with God on a regular basis. Dear Father, I lift up your people today. I lift up these people that have come to receive from you. Father, we thank you that you have invested in us all that we need for success. That it is is very clear what you are asking of us today. And that is just for us to listen. That is for us just to come to you with a heart that says, God, fill me up so that I can pour out to everybody I meet. God, I thank you that you've created us with leadership abilities and leadership qualities, and you've given us everything we need today. And I pray your people would be empowered to go and preach the good news. I pray, God, today that they would be courageous and they would, they would be bold in the understanding of who you've made them to be and how that you've given them everything they need for success. We don't mess around today. We come to you and say, yes, God, we will live life with you day in and day out, Father. I thank you for these people. I thank you for calling them and equipping them and giving them everything they need for good works, God. We thank you for today. We thank you for what you've done in this place, God. We honor you. We bless you. And we present our lives to you as a living sacrifice. Jesus, use us today. Use us to reach out and invest and invite. We give you this day. In Jesus' name, everybody say. That does it for this time. Tune in next podcast for the fourth message in the Life With series. You have a blessed one.